What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, everybody, uh, to another episode of What We Watching Now. We are back off of a major hiatus, uh, thanks to a few things that have happened in our real lives. Uh, but as always, um, I'm Corey, and I'm here with my co-host, Nicole. What is up, girl? Me, I don't know what that means. It's hot, man. I've been experiencing triple digits. I am not happy with life. Well, you know, that's one of those uh, life decisions. Everybody in the bowl has decided to fly down south with the birds. Uh, no. Let's get this right. Don't be telling people out there that I just decided to up and move. Like, I was like, eh, I'm out of here, North Carolina. Let me go to the hot spot of Corona, Florida. <laughs> Yeah, we ain't gonna get started on the hot spots in Florida, but um, this is <laughs> it used our to be one thing. Now there's something else. Right, <laughs> like a great state like of Dis Florida. Disney World used to be the hot spot. <laughs> no, right. Right. hospital. Florida keeps us on our toes every day, man. Every day. <laughs> but no, we are back after a quite a bit of time away. Um, since we've been gone, so much has uh, transpired, um, not only in you know film and TV, but also in the world that we live in. Um, I mean, you just simply turn on your televisions, you know, and, and or turn on your social medias, log into that, and you see all the stuff that is going on. Um, everything from the police brutality to the Black Lives Matter. Um, but um, you know, we. Of course, after consulting with uh, you know my co-hosts, we both came to the same conclusion that uh, we do not support police brutality in any form. Uh, we do not. Uh, we we do stand in solidarity 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 with uh, Black Lives Matter movement, um, and that's just what it is. If you do not agree with it, and you are a listener of the show, it's probably best if you go ahead and unsubscribe unsubscribe today. Uh, something has to give. Something has to change, and I mean, if this is the only way we can do it, then we, we must do it. So, um, anything on that, Nicole, or you want to go ahead and get started? Um, the only thing I have to say is um, when it comes to police brutality, look, I know a lot of cops. I've known a lot of cops my whole life. I know not every cop is bad, but you got to fix that organization. There are too many out there that don't know what they're doing. There are too many out there that don't know how to de-escalate a situation and are just escalating situations that shouldn't be escalated. They're, they are trained. They are. They are trained on how to do these things. They are not using their training. And if they're choosing to not use their training, then that means they should not be police officers. Plain and simple. Absolutely. It needs to be fixed from the inside out, regardless of what's going on in the world. There's always going to be bad people. There's always going to be people doing some stupid shit they shouldn't be doing. But you're taking innocent lives without any regard to let's check first. Let's make sure this is the situation. Yeah. I mean, and, that's ridiculous. And the fact and that this has become the norm is even more ridiculous. You know, it's, it's, it's just sickening. It's gotten to the point where it's sickening and, you know, time out for all the, you know, it's, it's one of those things and I'll let it go after this. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, you've been told, to protest or go about doing something a certain way all your life and you go about it that certain way and it's still not accepted uh you know in society so you know time out for all the talking and you know being nice 
and you know it, it's time for action so you know that's really i mean and then our actions have been generational and decades gaining hopefully now mm -hmm. though there is more momentum i mean look at the complete about face that so many different organizations that were down on either black lives matter or colin kaepernick or whoever have just done a complete 180 and have said oh now we see it took you this long but at right. least now you're seeing but now we need to do and the doing is the part and if you don't have the power of the people in power behind you well you know what people in power you can be taken out of power don't think you can you're not untouchable nobody is i agree and that's my ending on that i get it so there's that people choose to continue listening or don't uh but that is where we stand on set issues it is what it is we're gonna jump right into it with a little bit of news and since you mentioned uh colin i'm gonna start there uh that was my drum roll um so <laughs> excuse me so uh aver duvernay uh, seems to uh, be creating, getting with Colin Kaepernick and is going to be creating a uh, six-episode miniseries uh, about the, you know, life of the all-star athlete as an activist. Um, not sure what network they're discussing bringing that to, but that is something. That you know that crap's going to Netflix. Uh, you think? Well, Ava, she Come has on. been, Ava has been living on Netflix. She has been living on Netflix. I, I mean, they give her the most creative control. True. I was thinking HBO at first, but I, I wasn't even thinking Netflix. Maybe. I was. I, I would bet you five dollars right now that will be on Netflix. Okay, I accept that bet. Everybody heard it. I want my money. <laughs> I'll send you the cash app when it comes out. Got you. So Mulan once again. The live action has been moved from July 24th to August 21st. And of course, I can only suspect that this is due to COVID. And I know what Disney is trying to do. Although Disney has this Disney Plus streaming platform, they want that in theater money for this movie. And I don't blame them because the hype for the movie was, was there. Um, not in its own country, but I know over here, the hype was there. But uh, Disney's not slick. I know what they're holding out for. Um, why don't you just put it on pay-per-view then? I mean, you're going to try to wait out a pandemic. That seems silly. <laughs> well, you think about how streaming services are set up now. You're not going to be able to get everybody to do pay-per-view. No, you won't, you won't do box office type stuff but at the same time the box office is closed right now i mean look at uh who is it who's this who's trying to open up on the 29th or something cinemark cinemark's trying to open up their theaters on the 24th I, amc was planning on doing it july 10th but with all these cases of covid going up 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 it they may not they may not make it they may not make it to those dates because Again, there's too many people getting sick or becoming a, a um, symptomatic about it and still spreading it. So mm, 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 mm. even if you do open, you're not going to get that turnout you're hoping for. 
and, and that's another thing is like, it's one of those, it's the opposite of if you build it, they will come. You do have a lot of people that are choosing to remain safe, regardless if, you know, regardless of what the case mm -hmm. may be. Um, yes, some states have opened up and some things have opened up, but if you're like me, no, I'm good. I'm not willing to risk whatever it is, especially when you get on social media and see that there are a lot of people out there not wear masks, coughing in people's face intentionally. I would only get myself locked up. So um, <laughs> all of that, all of that to say that I see Disney holding out. But like you said, it's like if the theater's open, you're still not going to get that turnout that you was hoping for. You know, so I don't know if they're using this time to maybe think of something else more creative, but I guess we'll see. Um, YouTube. Virtual downloads to the brain. Right. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. So people are getting a little upset. Uh, YouTube is raising their uh, YouTube TV from $50 a month to $65 a month, uh, thus adding um, a few new channels uh, for your money, bang for your buck. Um <laughs> So I, I'm, not sure. on, I'm sorry, there's nothing worth the bang from a buck on there now. That's why no, I don't pay for it. No, there's other TV streaming services that I'm going to go with. So if you're, you know, trying to be competitive, then, you know, you keep doing that. <coughs> keep doing that. Uh, lastly, I have, I'm not sure if you had heard about it, but the whole uh, Michael Keaton news with the Flash show. Michael Keaton with the Flash? Yes, yes. The Flash what is, will be what is that? The Flash will be bringing in Michael Keaton to don the cape and cowl again because evidently... I thought that was supposed to be whether or not he was going to be on Flashpoint in the movie version. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was the movie version, not the well, television show. Well, keep in mind, one of the differences in this that they're doing on the show versus the movie is they're not going to be in the alternate timeline. They're not using Thomas Wayne. Okay. They're, they're only they're going to be using Batman himself, like Bruce Wayne. So I'm not sure how it's been set up, but they're saying that at the point where uh, Barry Allen meets uh, Bruce Wayne, he has been uh, Batman for 30 plus years. Um, so that may be a way of them doing it both on TV and uh, in theaters. Because don't forget, Ezra Miller just made an appearance on the Flash show last season. Uh, mm -hmm. when they, they did a time time story. They're always doing time jump stories and time traveling stories. So. Uh, that is basically 60 to 70% of the Flash. That is. That is. You run too fast. <laughs> time. Time story. That, that, that brings up the current running internet joke that 2020 is Barry Allen trying to fix things. And every time he fixes <laughs> things, something worse happens. <laughs> That's funny. and makes sense. Because <laughs> like they were like so, so you like all of a sudden there were the killer uh, hornets and then uh, the killer hornets aren't aren't in play anymore. Now it's something else. <laughs> yeah, it's like then then you have the Pentagon that's just voluntarily releasing UFO videos, UFO footage. So you know, <laughs> 2020 has been a sob. Um, if I've ever known one, but what you got on your end? Um, on my end, let's talk about some sadness. Carl okay. Reiner died today at 98. I saw that. Um, 
he used his voice to the very end to speak about how we could be a better country and I mm -hmm. appreciate the hell out of him for that but also you know being the creator of the Dick Van Dyke show and having uh directed and helped I think he helped write the jerk with Steve Martin mm -hmm. which one of my friends on Twitter said yeah we're all saying stuff about the jerk now but in four days it's going to be a shit show on that movie uh <laughs> And then Johnny Mandel, who was the composer of the song Suicide is Painless for the Mass show and the, the movie died as well. He was 94. They're all in like their 90s. So they lived long lives. Um, I got rumors. There's a rumor going around that Amelia Clark might be playing Mira for the sequel of Aquaman. Why? Amber Heard is out. <laughs> why is she out? Why is Amber Heard out? You hear why she's out? No. She canceled too. <laughs> uh, there was an audio recording a couple months ago released about her hitting Johnny Depp when they were together. I don't know if this was when they were married, before they were married, or what, but that was released, and a whole bunch of people were like, How are we supposed to believe people if this is they're not telling the whole story on what's going on? Because remember, she put out there that Johnny Depp was beating on her and being abusive to her, come to find out she was doing the same shit to him. So they were both doing and it to each other. To a degree. Because mm. the they never, even though they, she says she can prove it, there was never really any proof of whether he was being abusive to her. There was an argument that they had that she was filming, but it never showed him hitting her. She, he has a recording of her hitting him and apologizing for talking about, you know how I get, you know how I am mm. when this, that, and the other. So there was a whole Fire Amber Heard for Aquaman 2 petition put out. Basically, it ruined her entire career. So, well, I don't want to say it ruined her career, but people are dropping her like crazy. And they were for a long time just kind of waiting to see where, I guess, where it was going to go. And it just got worse for her, and they were like, she's out. Wow. So now there's a rumor that Amelia Clark is going to maybe take over the role. It's a rumor, though, so we don't know how true it is. Mm. But um, I got that from, I believe, Gizmo Blaze. That was that article I sent you where I was very upset with how they could not get the title of the article right. correct. Right. So that was the most confusing crap. Between them... And comic book review or CBR.com, mm -hmm. they drive me nuts with their articles or the title of their articles. Like, get it together, people, please. Um, Ozark's coming back for a fourth and final season on Netflix for 14 episodes. Check out season so one. Haven't even looked at that. Yet. Oh, dude, you haven't checked out season one? No. I was, I'm almost done with season one. I started it a long time ago. And man, it starts off with your your jaw will just be on like on the ground, like, oh really? Hmm. There's a bunch going on there. And I'm gonna say anything, but you should you should really start watching it. Um, Spike's new movie should be coming out in July sometime. It's their second one. One day I hope to see the first one. Um, I never got a chance to catch it yet. We already talked about Cinemark trying to reopen. Right. Um, so here's a challenge. I'm going to tell you people right now, this is not something you want to do at work or when children are around, but my friend of mine, JFK, 
a sometimes assistant, <laughs> said to various people, try to watch 30 seconds of the movie, the French movie Love on Netflix, or just the first 30 seconds, see if you can get through it. I got through it. I started watching the movie. I understand what he's talking about, but that's the challenge. See if you can get through the first 30 seconds of the movie Love. It's the French one. Because there's like two or three things on Netflix with the same title. Um, And again, don't do it at work because it's NSFW and don't do it around kids. (sighs) And that's my warning to you. But the film does have an interesting premise. It's basically this guy gets a phone call from his ex-girlfriend's mom saying they they can't find her. They don't know where she's at. And he's kind of going through their parts of their relationship, the good and the bad. It's a lot of internal dialogue with him. Mm-hmm. Very visual. Okay. I'll check that oh. out. See if I'm I can see. get through it. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Tell me how you do. Because like <laughs> I said, I got I got through it, and I'm like an hour into the movie. Okay. I was like, dude, I'm 45 minutes in. Um, Seth Rogen is teaming up, his production company is teaming up with Nickelodeon to do a CGI animated Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Okay. You look so painful when I said that. <laughs> hey, why we got all these freaking turtle movies out, man? Like, because man. The, the last two remakes was garbage. Well, that's why we got all these freaking turtle movies out, man. Trying to get it right. Trying to get yeah. capture that magic it, it's, it's in a turning, bottle. It, there's no magic. It's turned it into the Spider-Man franchises. We got 50 of those out right now. Okay, we had three. <laughs> we we have, three. We have a total of seven out right now. How is there? But there's, yeah, there's seven movies, but it's only three incarnations. No, that's three too I'm sorry, many. four. Four. We have four because I keep forgetting Spider-Verse. What, whatever. It's too many. Which it's is one many. of the better ones. So it's, it's not too many. You can never have. Listen, how are you going to really get into the Spider-Verse? You're talking about it's too many now. But The Spider-Verse is all about the different incarnations of Spider-Man. They never pointed that out in the other two franchises, did they? But they're pointing that out in this one. And I uh, appreciate nope. it more because I'm going to get my Spider-Gwen and my Silk. Nope, you should have pointed it out at the beginning. I would have been more accepting of Tobey Maguire being the Spider-Man. You know, what? <laughs> what are you, oh, no, I'll talk about it when we talk about the movies. Go, okay. okay. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get started, jump right into it, whatever. Uh, first week back in a while, so please bear with me. Uh, the two movies that we decided to review for this episode, um, given everything that's going on, we chose The Best of Enemies. And also, we chose to do Lovebirds um, as well with Issa Rae. So we'll go ahead and get started with the best of enemies. Uh, what did you think overall before we jump into it? I mean, overall, I thought it was okay. I mean, it's not the best of what I call the, I don't know what I would call this type of movie. The Life Lesson Learn movie. Okay. Something like that. I mean... I mean, was it that bad to you? It wasn't that bad. It was your somewhat predictable. I mean, I get that it was based on real life people, and I'm glad that it happened. I did learn a new word, but it wasn't. It wasn't bringing some other new perspective to the game, if you know what I'm saying. 
Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. So uh, the movie, The Best of Enemies, uh, came out last year. Uh, it stars uh, Chiraji P. Henson and Sam Rockwell. Um, and then, of course, we have Wes Bentley in there, and there's a few other people. It was actually a pretty uh, good ensemble. It was a, it, yeah, it was a bit heavy on the, the it stars was. It was. list. Um, and what? I kept getting distracted by something. <laughs> and it was the dumbest thing ever. I understand that Taranji P. Hansen is supposed to be a bigger woman, but her fake boobs I knew kept that's where you distracting were going. me because <laughs> you know it was distracting you too. I mean, a few times I did think about the grandmother from Nutty Professor, but her, okay, okay. Well, first of all, I never went there. I did not. <laughs> oh, sorry. I did not go there. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. <laughs> now that you said it, all I can think was I stepped on my boob. <laughs> Pretty much. I felt this pain. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up my chest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I thought when I saw it. But I will say I didn't allow it to distract me, but I did look down a few times at those things swinging. Um, First of all, they didn't swing. They didn't move. That one they time, were not moving. But it was, rest, it was resting on her belt. They were resting on her. They were always resting at like the cut, the, the divider part of her outfit. And all I kept thinking was, y'all could have moved them up just a little bit more. <laughs> She's not the same size as the real Mrs. Atwater. She's not. I was a little <laughs> shocked and somewhat disappointed whenever they finally showed uh, the real lady, Miss um, Atwater, at the end. I was like, whoa, that's who you, is that why you had the saggy breasts? Like, but anyway. Yes, that's why they had the saggy breasts because she was a bigger woman. And then I noticed the other thing I noticed, like, look, I don't know who was working in the makeup department or whoever was in charge of this, but they also patted Sam, Sam Rockwell's ass to make him look chubbier than he was. I was like, I this is distracting me. Yeah, because his right his right cheek down. fell when he was in the cafeteria. <laughs> I did notice that. It did fall. Um, but I didn't say nothing. I kept watching the movie. So I kept watching the movie too, but I was like, I'm just gonna ignore that. Right. Uh, so, who works in the props department? <laughs> so for those who are not uh, familiar with the movie, like I said, the movie came out on last year. It is based um, on a true story, actually, right here in North Carolina, Durham, uh, North Carolina, uh, during 1971, uh, almost 50 years to what, next year? We'll make 50 years uh, till the event. Uh, but mm -hmm. it deals with a Miss Ann uh, Atwater, who is, can be summed up by the activists uh, for African Americans in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, she was known as a get it done by any means necessary, or she was always seen out there protesting. Uh, but she comes in encounter with a Paul Ellis, who is played by Sam Rockwell uh, in the movie. And the movie itself deals with the desegregation of schools in Durham, North Carolina. Um, and of course- In the 70s. In the so, 70s, you know, right. This, some years after it was already federally mandated. Right, right. But still not done, much we like <laughs> Mississippi. Which is crazy because this, like you said, this was just 1971. Now, next year makes 50 years, but still, it was 71. Like, you know. But anyway, that's pretty much what the movie uh, uh, deals with. And there's this huge debate um, 
because they call in a Mr. Bill Riddick um, at the time to sort of be, I'm not, I can't remember the word they use, but he's basically like a charette. 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 Yes. He's a, a charette for the town and pretty much says that, you know, we're going to get uh, these two groups of people together and whatever is decided upon at that time is what the town will have to abide by. Um, so uh, without further ado, I will say that uh, for me, uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it, it gives you, it was interesting because uh, beforehand I was not sure, I did not know, I should say, that it took place in Durham, uh, North Carolina. So that was, you know, pretty cool on, on this end. But overall, I have to admit that even knowing what the movie was going to be about, I, I, I still allowed it to get to upset me. Um, and, you know, it's hard in those moments um, to deal with your true feelings that surface when it comes to issues and subjects like this. Because uh, in the movie, the clans, the KKK is just, they're out front. Like no one is hiding it. You know, you're, you know if your neighbor has a, is a card-carrying member. Um, and that's pretty much what uh, Paul Ellis was. He was the president over that chapter um, of Klansmen down in uh, uh, North Carolina. Um, so things that stuck out to you, what, what did you like about the movie? I don't like this falling. Um, I mean... Like I said, I learned a new word. It's something that we kind of need in the country right now. What word is that? Charette. We need uh, a charette in the country. Um, it wasn't that... The, my problem with this movie was that it was predictable. Because it's, it's already like known history, even if you don't know it. it the story kind of reads the same. But it's always just I wanted I would have liked to have seen more than just one person change their soul. Yeah. You I like know? I like how you put or, that. It's it's not a changing of the mind because mm -hmm. I, I, it's a changing of your heart. It's a changing of your yeah. soul. You know, I can change my mind about something today and go back to it tomorrow or or say mm -hmm. that hey, I don't want to do that tomorrow. I, I only wanted to do that yesterday. I would have been more interested to see how they were, how he was able to live his life knowing that he had turned on his brotherhood to say that this isn't right. How he would have survived that. We already know how black people survive that. We already know the intimidation that's known to us. But I would like to see how he was going to survive that. I know and I would have had his back, you know, made sure he was okay. But I would have liked to have seen that too, not just the charrette happening and the results thereof, but a little bit also needed to be included on just more than the couple scenes they gave you um, on how he survived being in his neighborhood, knowing, knowing damn well everybody who was really in that club. Right. And you know, and that you know, he had basically had a target on his back. I I feel like uh, the movie itself mocked her uh, righteous anger, 
Um, and oh, by the, giving the angry black woman trope. Exactly. Exactly. I, I felt like makes me. I appreciate that because it also gives you to win the window as to why there is a reason there are a lot of angry black women, and rightly so. We're angry for a reason. Our voices do not get heard, but yet we're the loudest to make sure that you know there's something fucking wrong. Right. Right. You know, a lot of people went on to call the movie uh, being tone deaf, tone deaf, or ass backwards. Um, which I, so. I, I, it, so pretty much they were saying that because one of the reasons was the main reason that you said, right? And the other reason was being that, um, you know, it doesn't give us an after, uh, aftermath after, you know, she brings everybody to his gas station. Um, yeah. At the end. And it um, needs that. It, it would me bring more depth to the story. That's where it really starts to get really interesting, to be honest. Right. I wouldn't say that the movie itself was tone deaf. I agree with you as far as I feel like... You, you, start, to, it, you start to lose interest after a while because you're like, okay, so Charette this and Charette that. Okay, people are arguing. That's normal. We're already living that every day still. But where is the the okay so what happened next how did they heal durham so you would have rather forego the the viewing of the process of the charrette the, no include the process of the charrette don't make it as long as you did but give me the full story of what happened after everybody went through that process what did it really do for that town did it really change things for the people that needed the changes the most Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I noticed this, and this was never really explored. It would have been something I would have liked to see. In the beginning of the movie, you see Bill's youngest son complain about his math teacher and how the math teacher says, you don't need to worry about learning math. You'll work at a gas station. Basically putting him down um, at a gas station with your dad. Mm -hmm. You don't really need to learn this. But you go to the black school right as the fire is about to happen, and there's an excellent math teacher there teaching. So why couldn't we have seen, with this integration, them kind of processing out some of the best teachers of each and his son getting that education he needed from the right math teacher? You know what I'm saying? I, I do, but then I think you're, you know, one of two things. Either you do cut out. Um, as you stated, the charrette part, or you make this a three-hour movie um, to show you don't have Again, you don't have to make a three-hour movie. You can explain what the charrette is. You can show it in shorter scenes. You can still, but you needed to add that extra depth of the aftermath. Just kind of leaving it up to people to go look up themselves, not really going to work because some people are going to do that. They're only going to um, take but, what you give them. Exactly. Um, so... I will say yeah. that there were a few uh, things I jotted down. Um, you know, Taraji P. Henson's character, Miss Atwater, uh, character of Miss Atwater, uh, there was a scene where uh, there was some black guys who came back by a KKK information table that was set up. Uh, oh, home. yeah, the display. Right. And, of course, they did with what any sane person would have wanted to do or would have done you know, by knocking it off, ripping stuff up and tearing it. Uh, you know, she then came to them and she, you know, she took it from them, told them to stop. 
and told them that, you know, they're giving you, an, they're giving you a window into who they are, to what their society is. And she told them, she said, take it, read it, and understand it. You may not like it, but you need to read it and understand it so you know who they are, where they're coming from, and what they're about. They already think that, you know, we're not uh, in a place of being, I guess, as intelligent as them, or we can't read. That's always been the thought process. So, you know, I did mm -hmm. appreciate that as far as her telling them, you know, read it, read it. I read a lot of things right. I don't like. We read a lot of things in school that we didn't like, but we do them for a purpose. So I totally agree with that mm -hmm. statement that she had um, in that part of the movie. And another thing, another line from this word is You know, out, EP also had that same statement too. They both did. They did. They both said it. They did. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that. But yes, they did both say it. Um, Another thing that I really enjoyed as far as when it came to her sayings, I guess, was it was at the very end um, when CP had walked back into the office and I can't think of the lady's name, but the blonde lady, she, you know, was telling them that, you know, well, she didn't tell them she had been visited, but we knew that she had been threatened uh, as far as how she was going to vote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy um, or something. Right. And, you know, he walks, CP walks in, and I, I found it strange that he didn't say that he didn't do it. I mean, he said it in a way, but it mm -hmm. wasn't anything convincing. And what she told them, what she asked him was, why are you, what are you scared of? What are you afraid of losing? And she said, you're going to lose what you don't even got. And I feel like that rings true right now for a lot of supporters of a certain person um, in government right now. It's like these people, yeah, you're the same color as him or them. They're not thinking of you. So you're holding on to something. You're holding on to something that is, has never been yours, would never be yours. You're not the same, and they're only using you as a prop to get what they want, and they will toss you aside the moment they get it. Exactly. Exactly. So those and were then you'll still be stuck in the same rut. Right. So those were two things that um, I really, I really um, enjoyed as far as the scenes and in those scenes and what it and what it pertained to. Um, I, did I have, really enjoyed the scene with uh, Mr. Tremblay at the baseball field, mm. where he was like, you know, you know, he, you know, did two tours in Nam, and CP's like, oh, well, you have basically, you have a good day. I'm never going to say anything to you. I'm not going to try to convince you to do anything. You've done your job, is what right. he said. And then he said, yeah, but the guy who manages my store also did the same job, better than me, braver than me, than me. right. He served his country too, and look how you treat him. Right. As if to say and force him to go. He's, you know, they're out there. Yeah, but you know, I I, I love how because uh, Mr. Ellis started off, you know, questioning the trust that he had for this African American manager, and I like how he just cut him off. He was like, "Look," he's like, "I know who you are." You know, and I'm so mm -hmm. glad, I, I, I was so glad to see that he stuck to his beliefs at, by, at the end of the movie. Um, you mm -hmm. know, he, the other woman can go play in traffic. Um, um, he, at 
the same time, I don't blame Nancy. She was not just intimidated. She was threatened with sexual violence. She, it's not like they came up to him with, with look at how they, the different ways in which they approached getting their, trying to get their, you know, final votes. With Mr. Tremblay, they threatened his business. You can threaten a business. You can rebuild a business. With her, they broke into her home, threatened her with not only physical violence, but sexual assault. And no woman, I don't blame her for not voting, you know, her conscience. I wish she had. Sometimes you can't get over that. She may have gone through that before, and that's why they used it so tactically against her. Who knows? But she's a single woman living in her own home. And look at what they did with the lady that they swore up and down was dating a black dude. They shot her house up. She knows what could happen to her. Who's going to protect her? Not if that town has the fire department and the, the police department behind them being their little enforcers as well. There's no one to protect her if she gets into the trouble. So I don't blame her. I wouldn't say those play in traffic. I understand why she did it. I'm sorry that she couldn't be as brave as she would like to have been because she struggled, but I would never tell her to play in traffic, not after what she went through. So here's what I have to say about that. And, you know, granted, I do not agree with what happened um, as far as them breaking into her house and, you know, threatening her in that way. But, and I get it as well, she is a female. So here's where my issue comes into play. This has happened to black people forever. Being yes, threatened, being fearful, houses burning down, houses being shot up. But at the end of the day, now I get it, I get it. This is not gonna be everybody, I get it. So to say that that is the reason why she chose not to, okay, you know, Miss Lady, I, I, I have no choice but to respect, you know, that as of right now. But I would say to you that there have been uh, thousands of people in the black race who have faced that and much worse and have still but here's done here's what they needed to do. Argument. Here's my slight argument. I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, what does a black person have when that happens to them? They have a community to fall back on. Look at where she lives and who half the fucking town support. She need, she would needed literally an Atwater's community to support and protect her. This is the 1970s. She does not know self-defense and, and freaking Durham other you know, than to get a gun. I get it, I get it. I feel like if that was the case, she, she should have, maybe she should have said you know, so, I mean, seeing as who she 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 should have said something because when, you when you know who you're dealing office. with, right? You you yeah. know at this point you know who Miss Atwater is, and mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly believe that had you told her that, you would have had no issues as Not far as being issue safe. One. Not an issue. So, you know, I can see both, you know, sides of the argument. I would just remind her that this has happened in history, but then again, mm -hmm. you know, I you know I hope. I believe that, you know, maybe next time, well, hopefully there is no next time, but, you know, she should <laughs> say so. I apologize. I apologize. Um, I mean, the next movie rewrite. Right, uh, right, because I'm sure uh, there, were, there will be one. You know, in all, this movie just, you know, I had to check myself 
uh, with a lot of feelings and emotions that I was feeling as well, because, you know, when I began to feel that, and I'm just going to say it, that hate rise up in me for the way, you know, people just feel so entitled and believe these things, I have to check myself because at the end of the day, if I allow those feelings and emotions to take over, you know, what makes me different from them? Um, and I feel like I had to do that quite often. And I have to be honest with you, it's, it's a main reason why I tend to stay away from racially charged uh, movies because I, I have this anger issue when it comes to, you know, said things. But I will say that I enjoyed the movie in its entirety. Um, I, I loved the ending. Um, it was a predictable um, civil rights segregation type movie, uh, but I think I enjoyed it more from my perspective, seeing as I'm from North Carolina, and this just happened right down the street. I mean, we're talking two hours, you know, down the street, so. Um, I love when you say right down the street and then you add two hours to things. I'm like, dude, that's not right down the street. You had to travel stuff. If you ain't had no car, you know that walk would have been like six, eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I do have one thing to say. And this is something that it took me a minute to catch. So was Bentley's character Floyd? Yes. Why did it take me almost to the end of the movie to realize this dude was walking around wearing a Confederacy hat? I don't know. So you noticed the saggy titties, but you didn't notice the Confederate. Look, boobs first. Look. <laughs> <laughs> they were much bigger to notice. They, they were. Look, look, it was like this. The boobs, the butt, and then the Confederate hat. <laughs> that, you know, see where your mind was. Um, <laughs> so th before we do move on, there were a few, just a few other things. I, I should have led with this and I ended on this note. But, um, you know, it, 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 it amazes me to see how these types of people hide in plain sight. Um, and although in this era, it was just out there. It was out there. I don't care if you see it this is what it is. Um, well, they've only been hiding in plain sight for about 20 years. They're now re-emerging in just as much as they were back then in 1970. Well, yes, they are. They're, they're, I didn't say no. The smartest ones. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were shaking your head no. No, 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 no. They're, 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 come, they're out now thanks but, to their, yeah, they're, their fury, furier, their leader, their leader. But, um, you know, <laughs> What gets me, and I'll, and I'll stop after this, what gets me is even in the movie, whenever you mention something about the Confederate flag, or in the movie, they also mentioned the Dixie song, which are two racially charged, you know, things, they're racist. You know, I, I, they, can, they can be your heritage, and it can be your history. That does not mm -hmm. mean that it's not racist, period. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, why, why do they get so upset about that Dixie song in this flat, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like you can it's, have history and it can still be wrong. You can have history and it can still they, be wrong. That's, that's the lesson they have not learned. Just because it's your history and it's your heritage doesn't need to be celebrated. Look, I have a history of family members of mine going to jail too many times, in my opinion, and but I don't celebrate that shit. Right. I want my kids to learn not to do that so they can right. live a much better life and not have to struggle even more. Um, I also have a history of people in my family going into the military. I 
celebrate that right. because they're giving themselves to a bigger cause to help the people of the country live their lives and celebrate their freedoms and all that good stuff. I mean, it's like the pick and choose argument, but you're celebrating what made your, and it's not every one of you even got like a piece of the pie on this. What you're really celebrating is the feeling of feeling better than someone else, even though you're in the same fucking situation. Or worse. Or or worse. You're, You're dirt poor. You're not making any headway. You know, you don't feel like you belong anywhere. Well, come on over to our side. We feel like that all the time, but we still get a barbecue going. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people, not just you, a lot of people feel that way for one reason or another. You know, just because they might be weird. I felt that way because I was weird as a kid, but I celebrated my weirdness and I embraced it, but I'm not harming anybody with my weirdness. Um, I don't, I, don't know. I, I don't either, but I, I will say that, you know, like I said, I enjoyed the movie. Um, you know, if you're looking for something, you know, new and different, then this is not the movie for you. Uh, but if you're looking for something, if you if you like history, um, you're a history buff and you like to know about these different events that have taken place, then, you know, it's the perfect movie for you. I, I do believe that, uh, you know, Taraji P. Henson and um, I forgot his name that fast. Um, oh, Sam Rockwell! Come yes. on, man. <laughs> both they both did very well in their roles. Um, I enjoyed watching them both on screen. You know, Rockwell pissed me off the whole time, but that's what makes a you know that makes that's, that's, he did his job as an actor. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also love when she cracked that dude over the head with a phone because he wasn't being polite. I love when she turned the uh, councilman's chair around in the meeting. Because mm-hmm. he looks scared. For, he looks scared for his life. And he <laughs> yeah. should have been. He's like he's a little wormy guy. Right. He should have been. <laughs> There's always one in a movie. So from there we go on to our next movie uh, that we did for review, and that was The Lovebirds with Issa Rae. I'm gonna let you take that one over. Okay, so Lovebirds with Issa Rae and is it because you can't say the Johnny's name? Nope, you'll find out why I have you taking this one over in just a few seconds. <laughs> so Lovebirds is with Issa Rae, who I've loved since she had her web series ABG mm. on YouTube. Um, I just love how she's blown up because she started so small and she's just like up there now and she's doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. She might need the new Oprah at this point. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Najani, uh, what is his whole name? Who? Najani. Uh, Kamal? Kamal Najani. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who also, well, we all know the last time we all talked about Kamal is because he released that photo where he was super ripped <laughs> for Eternals and got the juices flowing. For some ladies, maybe a lot of ladies, a lot beep, of ladies. I'll just beat this out. Go ahead. You know, don't you beat this out. We may <laughs> celebrate this man and all the effort he took to become that cut and rip for Eternals. Man, it was a whole lot of hard. I forgot hard work. he was anyway. in that movie, but yeah. <laughs> Heart. Um. <laughs> so Kavel plays Gibran, and Issa plays Lilani. 
and they meet at some function and you kind of see their after first date um, and then they're walking around in New Orleans in the park drinking. I did notice they were on that bottle of champagne. <laughs> yeah, in a brown paper bag. And then, it, and then it cuts to four years later where they're arguing. I mean, I, listen, give me some in-between shots of when they were in their happiest of times, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll just go beginning to now. Um, and they're a dysfunctional couple. The thing they're arguing about, which made me laugh, I laughed at this whole movie, was whether or not they could compete in the amazing race. (laughs) And they both had some, I think, valid points on why the other would suck at it. (laughs) But (laughs) there were some great just one-liner burns that just got me, got me. I I, I laughed a lot. (laughs) So, so, Lovebirds, um, I did not really laugh. I, I giggled once or twice. Yes, I'm just as shocked as you. Um, I, I need you to rewatch that. You know, maybe, maybe. And, you know, I will say that, you know, I, I, I love everything that Issa Rae has put her hands on, um, you know, thus far. And these two uh, on camera um, are... You know they're it's pretty good it's it's they have great comedic chemistry on camera um but i was already annoyed within the first five minutes of the movie with all the bickering and back and forth <laughs> well, well huh? they weren't in a good place in their relationship and that's what they had to show <laughs> so what? they had to show all the bickering they were not in a good place in their relationship that's what they had to show so but I like how basically they explain this movie through that whole first argument for the entirety of the movie, if you think about it. They do. Starting with, they couldn't do a whole amazing race, yet they're doing an amazing race for their lives through the city because, you know, some dude, okay, if somebody comes up to your car and says, I'm a cop, would you require them to show you a badge or something before you just let them drive? That was my thought process. I'm like, I don't know you, and just take off. Um, also, my um, thought process was to not remain in the car, even if it was, I would have got out, and hey, you can have this, I'll just call State Farm. <laughs> I did like when she was trying to lie to me. Somebody has my car, and then we caught the car outside. <laughs> oh my God, it's not there. And then the waitress ruined it. <laughs> right. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was expecting... I don't know. I thought I was going to get gut busting from this. I did get gut busting. I don't. I don't understand what happened with you because I was on the other end. Was like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I hope it works really well. And I was like, laughing at every little thing that came out of her mouth when it came to an insult. Like when she called, said he had white wooden fingers, and when he said he that was a good one. That that was the spot I giggled at. <laughs> And then when he said, I don't want to be mouthfucked by the Dead Sea. <laughs> Giggled there. Um, about the Google Calendar for an orgy. I was like, they don't, no one shares a Google Calendar for an orgy. <laughs> Unless apparently you're in some secret society. <laughs> right. And even that, and I just felt like. And the game is different. <laughs> I, I, I feel like even with the secret society, it was just like, 
it was just a bit much. I don't know. Like I, so let me say this. This was the first movie in a while where I've actually like fast forwarded a few times. Um, oh God. Like the society part, like when it was in there doing the bidding, like I, I fast forwarded through that until we got to the interrogation room. That wasn't bidding. Huh? They were bidding. Um, it was like uh, orgy bingo. They were getting picked as to who came up to stage. But when they were doing all the like member society chants and they were like messing it up, that was hilarious. So have you seen Date, <laughs> Date Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey? Of course. So people, they, they compared this movie to that. What do you have to say? And I understand. I understand why they would do that. But date night, they're already an established custom couple that is just trying to get out of the house and, you know, get away from the kids for one night and, you know, really enjoy themselves. They get just stuck in the whole other thing. This is a couple that basically broke up with each other on their way to a friend's party because they just did not know how to communicate with each other more honestly. And instead of communicating more honestly they decided to pick fights with each other. So, so I, I honestly don't have much to say. Like, I don't think it's, it was a bad movie. Um, I, I'm just disappointed. I, I thought it was a great movie. I've been <laughs> calling out Keith because he does suck and he did steal from Cat Williams and people don't know Cat Williams in her circle. Um, they don't. I enjoyed that conversation they were having in the, the the restaurant trying to figure out what to say to the cops. And at one point she went, this is me covering up my camera because I'm going to beat your ass. Right. <laughs> like, I, I would say right after was pretty funny. But, you know, as the night goes on, it kind of, it, it reminded me of, what was that movie with all the people? Um, uh, game Night. Oh yeah, yeah. In a oh, sense, no. even I wouldn't. I would well, not compare it with that. No, in a to sense, me, it was more like the babysitter. Um, no, no. So I'm comparing the two movies in a sense of with Game Night. I feel like eventually the movie starts to drag itself out, and you're oh, ready. Okay. And I'm just ready for you to wrap it on up. Like the reason, the reason I felt okay fast forwarding a few parts was because, like. You said with, you know, the best of enemies, I felt like this movie was very predictable. They're not, y'all, they wasn't going to get arrested and go to, like, no one was going to believe that. I mean, a lot of people were dying unnecessarily by this man. That whole frat thing. Right. Like, that whole thing. <laughs> I was just like, why did you do that? Um, but, yeah, I just felt But like, I think, again, I'm going to just say this. The real purpose of this movie was to concentrate on this dysfunctional relationship and how they were forced to be more honest with each other. And I wouldn't take the grease, by the way. I would take behind the door. I'd rather uh, get kicked in the chest by a horse. I would take behind the door. <laughs> you know, it may give me a mild heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> but at least my face is still intact once I get released from the hospital. Burn. Exactly. <laughs> That exactly. whole argument about, uh, are you going to date a guy that's got third degree burns after this? Because I'm totally going to Facebook stalk you to make sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm blocking you. You're blocked right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, you know, maybe maybe I will give another chance. I don't know. I probably won't be no time soon. Um, as long as you don't concentrate on the subplot of the secret society and what the hell is causing all this, them just talking is hilarious. They just had this. It's a movie just been them two talking to each other about what they would and would not do. So you know what? I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. <laughs> I, I think that without all the extra stuff, had it been a full movie with them just in the apartment with them two and maybe a piece of delivery guy, <laughs> I think I probably would have liked that movie so much more. Kamel, I felt so sorry for Kamel because he got he got the brunt of all the physical labor, but he, he pulled off that suit though. God damn. <laughs> Issa Rae was looking mighty fine in the trip. She too, was. With all they, the they pulled out that outfit. Right. <laughs> I was right. like, look at you, Mr. Four Concussion. That story <laughs> they made up to get him to get the phone. <laughs> but, I was like, we went boxing. Yeah, and he, you know, they call me a bleeder in the biz. <laughs> but the type of friends you have to have to believe that, though, right? Like, <laughs> He's like, what are you wearing, man? What are you wearing? He's like, a turtleneck. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where it's not it's Love Birds is is uh you know a comedy about murder, I felt like, and about two innocent, you know, people who are terrific on screen together. Um it's a it's a cheeky little crime story. It is. Um you know, it's a cheeky little relationship that thing they got going on. Um, but you know, <laughs> it all in all, it it was a decent movie. It was a decent movie. I, I would um, like to see them two on screen together again in something different, but still in comedy, please. True. I also noticed that they gave no love to Uber. They were all doing lifts, and their lifts kept getting better as the night went on. <laughs> oh, so I had one more thing, and this is why I got like really excited when we we're talking about Toby Maguire. Did you know Toby Maguire produced Best of Enemies? No. Yeah, I noticed it when I was like watching the credits. I was like, make sure that's the same Toby Maguire. And it was. The same one that did that little lame dance down the sidewalk in the movie. First of all, you don't blame Toby for that. You blame, I do blame you Toby. Blame, you blame Sam Raimi. <laughs> I blame Toby because Toby should have said, "Hey Sam, I can't dance." <laughs> that was what else the you point. got? That was the point. Mm. Well, you know, I still don't Just like because you got an alien inside you doesn't mean the alien's gonna know how to dance too. <laughs> He's an alien. He don't know nothing about no damn dancing here. You know, <laughs> I I also just prefer my Spider Man's not to be forty years old. But you know, that's hey 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 hey. Listen, Tom Holland was too young. He was too Tom's, young at the time. Tom, uh, okay. But you do agree. But you do agree that he is the best Spider-Man that we have had. He is Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then I can go to bed tonight. We're cool. We're cool. We can, uh, we can do we this thing again. Be... Yeah. No. We we was gonna end uh, the show. Are we not gonna do this? Or no. Are we gonna, if no. I said if I said Tom was not the best, we're even like, well, Nicole, it's been nice working with you. The show's over, folks. Bye bye. Pretty much. That's so petty, man. Except that we're talking yeah, about man. my mother. I don't talk about your mom. You talk <laughs> just, about your mom. I'm just saying. Now I got to edit that out. Thank you. <laughs> so, 
what are you watching this week? <laughs> um, I had to finish some stuff. I, I started Kibo, uh, which is on Netflix. It's a cartoon. Okay. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I started that. That was interesting. Um, I need to finish the second season. I start, oh man, Scissors 7. <laughs> I have it in my, my queue. I just have not started it. You need to watch that. He is ridiculous. He is so ridiculous. But the, <laughs> like his nonchalant attitude, <laughs> uh, just about stuff that everybody else is like, are you not shocked? Or <laughs> Yeah, it's in my queue. I'm glad to check it out. Let me tell you right now. There's a woman on the island. She's the, like, purity chief, making sure there's, like, no improprieties happening between young girls and and dudes and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. She has developed a crush on Seven. (laughs) And at one point, she's like, I got to activate my full power, but I need assistance. I can't do it alone. He's like, what activates her full power? And she's like, I have to be kissed. And he's like, you want me to kiss you? Oh, but you old. Wow. <laughs> and then the, uh, <laughs> he brings this old guy. He's like, this old guy, he'll kiss you. She's like, he's not strong enough. I need you to kiss. She does have a crush on him. So when they kiss, you know, her full power activates. Her true self comes forward. And she's like this young hot chick, and now all of them want to kiss her. Wow. <laughs> I said, I cannot with this show sometimes. Wow. It's great. <laughs> I've been looking at so much that I, I can't keep up with it. I mean, this quarantine life here, I've been able to go back on my list of things that I've either never watched or just never got around to watching. So I've literally been like checking off. Uh, you know, your boxes that, yeah movies that <laughs> way like i I checked out the uh shape of water um i saw that you did i have a review coming for that that will be posted i would never dedicate a full episode to that um <laughs> you know so i've just been checking off you know my list in the midst of watching i'm in the middle of uh, naruto now but i finished the regular series and i'm on uh the ship it in part uh, which is oh. so many episodes, so many episodes. And then of course, you're going to be like 80 years old when you finish the <laughs> <laughs> And then I've started um, the Legend of Korra over because I finished Avatar: The Last Airbender. So. I can't. I, I wish they would have it on Netflix so I could start it over again and finish it because I've not technically finished that series. Really, the Legend of Korra you haven't finished? I have not finished that part. I started it, but. I've, I can't remember what happened, and I kind of stopped watching it because I had other things happening at the time. Got you. So I didn't get, I didn't get back to it. So now I'm like, well, what can I use to watch it? Okay. I will discuss that when we get off, because I think we should tie it into the one episode that we'll be discussing. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, going forward, I just plan to continue to check off my list. So honestly, if you would like to send me a movie or two a week, only one or two, a week <laughs> from the list that you started for me, then I will begin on that list as well. Oh, really? Does that work for Just you? Just one or two, though. One or two Does that per work week. for you? No, per week, yes, because I have a list as well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we need, to, we need to catch you up on some stuff that you should have already seen. 
like any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Any. Hey, we're not here to call each other out on, you know. We, that is like the premise of our entire show. <laughs> <laughs> so what did I get on this call for? <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Anything else? Um, no, that's really all I got going on. I kind of was trying to get back into some book reading. I just got Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book when um, I took Riley to go get his birthday gift. He bought a bunch of uh, Demon Slayer mangas. Gotcha. So. It's funny you say that because I started on the, I'm not sure if you read them, but uh, there's an eight, eight books uh, graphic novel series after Avatar The Last Airbender. Did you ever check those out? No. Listen, so, I just... So I just read about the whole first uh, bender. Really? The very first bender. Juan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we ain't going to jump into that. This turned into a three-hour show. I know, uh, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll discuss that. But um, thank everyone who, uh, you know, that came back or will be coming back to listen to the episode. Uh, we're going to try to get the episodes posted on uh, different uh, uh, platforms, uh, more platforms uh, to kind of reach a, you know, more of an audience. But as always, subscribe, double taps, and recommendations. And I'm like out. Like us. Like us. Hey, T. <laughs> Peace out. Not what he said. Bye. <laughs>